0: The Buffer Stretch Podcast taps into the extraordinary endeavors that ordinary humans are doing daily to better their lives and their community. The goal of these conversations is to lengthen and extend our perspective on fitness, nutrition, holistic health, the mind-body connection, and what motivates us. The final portion of each episode will provide a guided meditation to self-reflect on the theme of the interview. Brought to you by Jennifer McCracken of Fam Conchi. Hi, I'm Jen McCracken of FitFam Conchi. Welcome back to But First Stretch. And if it's your first time listening, I'm so glad that you are joining me. If you are liking what you're hearing, please write a review or follow me on iTunes or Spotify. Share with a friend. This podcast is coming up to six months and I have so much love for the community it has helped me create and the people who are just doing amazing things in today's world. And today, I have a special guest joining me to discuss using fitness as the vehicle for community and service. Our community member of the week on But First Stretch is Amy Sala, owner of Aim High, located in Collegeville, Pennsylvania. And Aim High Studio is a community inspired holistic health and yoga studio that focuses on mind over matter and connection with compassion. Amy encourages exercising with compassion for others through gaining and acknowledging each person's individual, unique strengths, and then using those strengths to lift others up, to help lift others up in our community. Every month, Amy creates and organizes several opportunities for her community to volunteer and connect through exercise and service. If Amy isn't teaching and motivating others at AIM High Studio, you will find her participating and volunteering in local community events, organizing and operating two local soup kitchens, or attending meetings planning for events with the many nonprofit organizations and committees she proudly supports. And we will dive right into that in this episode. Amy also enjoys training for her next marathon or triathlon. Her most important role in her life is raising her three kids and spending time with her husband, cooking or playing golf. And I think that Amy really embodies a lot of the ideas behind But First Stretch. And a few things about Amy and probably me. Is that I have to completely credit my introduction to baby and me yoga to Aim High. Um, when I first had my son Brayden, he was super colicky, and I wanted to be part of a community of women who shared similar values as me. Uh, the instructor Jess Van Ness was amazing. Our babies were only a few months apart, and I just remember walking into Aim High. It was like it's kind of a drive for me. It's like thirty minutes with like a newborn <laughs> in tow. And I mean, so it's like an hour plus the class, right? That's like a two hour chunk of your day. And I show up, and Amy's there, and she welcomed me at the door. She offered to help me carry, you know, you have the baby carrier and the diaper bag. And it was just so nice to be greeted, you know, one of the most stressful times. And even though it's beautiful, it can cause a lot of stress. So Amy and I go back really far and my husband has actually taught her oldest son in science class. So I was so excited to talk to her. I was so excited to use Skype in order to have this great conversation with Amy. And before I continue, I'm going to be putting some links at the bottom if you're interested in getting involved in any of the work that she's done. But I also want to say that it's important, and I don't think she mentions it in this podcast specifically, but you don't have to be a member of Aim High Studio to participate in their community service events. Um, they're very inclusive. like Anyone can participate. So I do want to say that to start, which is a really unique and, I guess, cool way to model your studio. And I remember sending a message on Instagram about something I thought was really cool. And I said, I was like, I wish we had this, you know, here. It's so special. And Amy responded something to the effect of, you know, you don't have to live in the community to aim high every day. Like what we do at Aim High doesn't, like you might be in another community, but you still can aim high in your life every single day. So I like that. And I hope that her genuineness and, thoughtfulness really comes across in this episode because it was a really inspiring conversation that we had. So let's stretch our mind, body, and soul. The first portion of the podcast is the warm-up, introducing our guest. Hi, Amy. Welcome.
1: Hello. Thank you so much for having me and offering these amazing podcasts that really to highlight the good in others in our community, I am at all of your work. So thank you for having me.
0: Thank you. Um, well, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, what is your background? Where are you from? And how did you get into fitness?
1: Great. I am a country girl. I grew up in Kancha Haken. Uh Kancha taught me many things. Uh, one of them is about hills. <laughs> um if you're from country you might have heard the term country cats. Uh, <laughs> uh the the hills really taught me though to appreciate the climb in life and again if you're from country you climb up one hill you think you're at the top and you have another one to go right after you so um country also, country also taught me a lot about uh community and and how your neighbors become your family um Still to this day, I am so connected with so many of my neighbors that I grew up with on East 10th Avenue. I had many parents. <laughs> we all looked out for each other. I ate dinner probably at their houses more than my own, and um, it really was just a great, great time and experience growing up in Conshohocken, so um I, how did I get into fitness? Um, again, going back to those country calves, I think it was just something instilled in me as a child. Uh, my mom would say, you know, go outside and play all day. We weren't, we didn't come back home until it was dinner time. And we would bike, we would run, we would play, we would swim all throughout, you know, Conchahawken and all the amazing parks that, it, that are still there today. So, yeah. Um, I, from Contra I I went to St. Joseph University where I met my husband. Um, and from there was, uh, became a mom of three amazing children. And um, again, has always just been, fitness has been a beautiful correlation for me of feeling good about yourself And serving others, there was, like I said, a really nice correlation between the two. So it's something that um, has always really been a part of me. I actually worked at a gym in Conchahawking. It was still there. Actually, I had Superfit, which I helped design the logo many, many years ago. (laughs) And a beautiful family at the time. The Chiffones owned uh, and operated uh, the gym, and again another great example of hardworking, community-loving, family-based—you uh, know—surroundings or inspiration that I had an opportunity and was blessed to be a part of growing up in Conshohocken. So. Uh, I I owe a lot to Conchahawken, and and (laughs) even when I moved out of and I had a hard time not going back to the grocery store there because it took me a few years, and I didn't move that far away, but I still go back there all the time, (laughs) and I still do the hills, but when I'm having a hard day and I need some uh, motivation, I'll go to that hill right next to Sutcliffe Park and run it up and down as many times as I need to.
0: (laughs) Is it Ninth Avenue? It is Ninth Avenue. That's my hill. That. That's a great
1: hill, right? <laughs> and really, and I—I'm joking, but really, hills um, have taught me about the climb. And you can choose either to wait to get to the top to enjoy it or see the good on the way up. And uh, again, I really hills are my favorite. So, <laughs>
0: uh, so yeah. <laughs> Um what does aim high mean to you and your clients? Um
1: well, I opened Aim High about uh over 9 years ago and to aim high really means to exercise compassion for others. Um my Aim High was actually named after my mom who has uh recently passed from cancer and uh She was in the Air Force at a time where there weren't many women in the Air Force. Um, And part of the Air Force's motto is uh, integrity first, service before self, and excellence in all we do. So um, it's really where Aim High's name comes from. And I love the word high, obviously, because, again, going back to that great feeling you get through exercise, through fitness, but again, also through community and service. So I really believe that it's what Aim High means and what others feel when they come and when they participate in any of the volunteer opportunities that we provide.
0: So that's that's amazing. What a cool story. And your mom, what an amazing person to – serve our country at, at that time.
1: She, she, was, she was amazing. And she taught me so much about, really about community service. We didn't have a lot growing up and um, community service wasn't just about, you know, writing a check. It was about your actions and what you chose to do and how you chose to use whatever strengths you have to use them to help others. And again, that goes back to my neighbors. It goes back to the amazing adult role models I had as, as a child in, you know, growing up, but she definitely, uh, I miss her terribly, but I do believe that, uh, I've learned a lot about grief from losing her. That grief for me has now become something that I'm grateful for because I lost something that was so awesome, and uh, so she, uh, she, she's still teaching me. She's still sending me signs at, uh, every single day. She keeps pushing me forward and makes me be a better mom today.
0: Aww. Um so what's the most rewarding part of your job?
1: How long is this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> really, I could go on and on about that. Um, it's really that I. I get to do this every day. I get to do this. I get to be a part of our community and being around people that just want to better themselves. And by that, I mean through, again, maybe it's their overall health um, and learning what that means. It's not just, you know, the fitness aspect of it, it's staying and having empathy for people around them. Uh, And again, it goes back to just being involved in your community. So when I moved from Conchahokan and I started my family here, I live in Lower Providence now, I was concerned. It was a real concern for me and my husband that we wanted that. And at the time, I was only in my 20s. I didn't necessarily realize that Building a community can take years, can take time. But now I see that and I understand that. But I wanted that so bad when we moved here out of Conchahawka and I wanted that to be such a huge part of my children's life experience. So um, it's one of the many reasons I opened Aim High because coming here as a new mom with three kids, by the way, I have three children under, two years old and under, so Um, as many new moms sometimes feel alone or, or, you know, couldn't really find your way or in any challenge in life, often you feel that maybe no one else knows what you're going through and that's so not true, but it going through a challenge, sometimes you feel that way. So it was my challenge to be a part of the community and do whatever it is I could to make it a better place. For my kids and, and for my family. Not that it wasn't already awesome when we moved here, but you know what I mean. Just to be, mm-hmm. just to be a part of something that that brought all of those elements of my childhood t- that together.
0: Yeah. And what's the most challenging part of your job? <laughs> um,
1: the most challenging is uh, so a little bit more about Game High Studio and what we do is. We do all types of fitness classes. We offer some amazing services from community acupuncture to massage, to travel, to um, just a, a really beautiful array of variety of classes and services. But our heart of our studio of what we do is the community service. And the hardest or the most challenging part of of having the studio is keeping up with the people that want to volunteer, (laughs) meaning once you feel good about something that you do, you want to do more of it. And so many people through Aim High and through our different connections, they want to volunteer and they want to do it because they found the good, the high in it. Um, like sometimes we do when we exercise as well. So I'm um, coming up with enough volunteer opportunities. We mm-hmm. typically do anywhere from three to five community service events each month. That could be, we, we run two local soup kitchens. We offer um, kids' event, community service events. We, um, one of my favorite things that we do, too, is the community. Are, I, we live in the Fecton School District. The teachers and staff come after school to the classes and they make a donation. And we, with that donation, we basically see a need uh, fill it, meaning uh, the funds that we raise from those classes go back into the community, whether it be a student in the school that needs a little extra love. For, for many different reasons or a different another staff member or um, that's going through a hard time or just something in the community so um, we're able to you know use the studio as a place where that people come uh, so again we come up with all all different types of volunteer opportunities and most of them come from or start from or grow from, the need, a need that is in our community. So that's my most challenging. I think I answered it in the sense of just having, um, you know, people want to help. They want to be kind. They want to do for others. They don't always just know how to or where to. And I always believed that everybody has a unique strength and we just get to kind of uh, help them find it and then use it for something really good.
0: That's so amazing that the biggest challenge is not is not having enough for people that want to serve. That's that's beautiful.
1: We put we
0: put up our
1: we put up our schedule for soup kitchen on a monthly basis and have people sign up for it and it's filled with as soon as we put it up it's filled and uh, we do during during the winter months. We do things like coat drives that we can then take to the soup kitchen. And every year, I'm like, I take the number up a little higher, thinking, can we even get to 600 coats? And sure enough, they do. But it. but it's things little like that that they get people get excited to to help other people. So it's uh, it's it's a it's a good challenge to have, right?
0: Yeah. Um, So let's dive into this workout portion. And obviously you have explained how Aim High differs from other health, fitness, class-based centers. Uh, Is there anything else that you want to add to that besides the community service element piece? Like what else makes Aim High maybe a little bit different?
1: Um, We are a place where our our classes that we offer – more personal training like in the sense of um it's a very low student to teacher ratio and i love that Um, again it goes back to really getting to know somebody on on, on a different level and really understand why they're there and why they want to be there and um, of course an amazing teacher can teach to a lot of people at one time but it's just a different level of connection for us you know uh, You know, the greatness of the community always for me is more accurately measured by the actions as opposed to how many people are there. So uh, to me, that's really important to know everybody, to know why they're there and to listen to why they want to, like I said, either better themselves or get involved in the community or maybe introduce fitness to them, to their lifestyles or get back into it. So I I think that it's something special.
0: Yeah, because you offer yoga, bar, spin. Yes, we
1: offer, yep, we <laughs> offer yoga. We offer a few different types of yoga. We do a hot yoga, which is mostly uh, vinyasa. We do a yin yoga class. We do yoga nidra. We offer a prenatal yoga. We offer um, strength conditioning classes like TRX, bar, we offer boxing classes, we offer indoor cycling classes, and then a lot of our classes are combination classes as well. Um, we offer a great yoga class called tri-yoga, which is the three elements of a fitness routine is typically your cardio strength, and then of course the yoga aspect of it for mind and body. So, that's a really great class. Um, and again, we offer running groups. Um, and a lot of times the, most of the time the running groups are for our local, for our local nonprofits that we love and adore and want to support all the time. So um, it, it, we say, we like to say that we run with purpose. So our, a lot of our running groups, they just start with people saying, I want to run or I want to do something for this amazing nonprofit and they offer a 5k and say, all right, well, let's train for it. Maybe they never even thought they would be running, <laughs> but it's, uh, that's something really, that's nice about our studio, all the different variety of ways.
0: Yeah. Um, personally, I love following aim high on Instagram I love Tiffany's kitchen ideas. I also love her kitchen. It's gorgeous. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Besides nutritional tips, what else do followers get from, like, aim high on social media? Our social media piece
1: is really important to us in the sense of we want it to be a place where people can maybe – open their hearts or open their minds to new ideas, maybe to look at what health and fitness means to different people, that it's not just one body type or one, you know, it's not supposed to look a certain way. There, we do a lot of motivational quotes. We do, again, we use it a lot, of course, to help with, um, share with others the amazing events that are going around going on around our town. So it's not just, you know, uh, the fitness. It's, um, again, going back to how maybe you can help better your community that you live in. So it's really focused on those kind of ideas. Of course, we offer uh, fitness tips and um, we, you know, encourage people to, to, to exercise, but to look at fitness in, as a whole, as opposed to just just maybe classes.
0: Yeah, I love that, and I think one of the things that really is inspiring is seeing the kids' service projects that you do. Um, what are some things that you do to engage the kids in the community?
1: So I, again, from my own experience with having uh, three kids, and why it was so important to me to have my own kids involved in community service is it starts at an early age. Again, it's about your actions. It's about what you do. So my kids have been coming to our soup kitchen since they were five years old. So we really encourage people to bring their families. Um, If a child is handing out trays, that is amazing. (laughs) You know, it's not being kind and helping others looks different for everybody so a child is able to do that at any age so typically we offer classes especially in the summertime we offer classes for kids and they are always free and they are inspired by again whatever might be going on in the community and how they can help so we would offer like a a yoga a yoga retreat for kids we would call it would it be a day and we would not just make Healthy, uh, healthy snacks. And we would, of course, do yoga, but we'd also do a community service. We are very involved, like I was saying, in a lot of our local nonprofits, but also the amazing organizations in and around our town that want to better uh, help better people's lives. So one of them is Your Way Home. Your Way Home is located in Norristown and we make the kids make buckets for them every year. <laughs> the and the buckets go to a family who's just. You know, getting into their new first home, and the kids decorate them, and we that gives us an opportunity to have a conversation about something on their level. So um, we do um, classes where again they can they can come and learn how to volunteer at certain events. Maybe if it's a local race, they um, are inspired to talk about they can help others. And at the end of the day, these kids teach us more than, it, than we mm-hmm. teach them always. Uh, we love listening to them, their ideas. And again, a lot of it comes from whatever the need is in and around our community. So kids are awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think, like, I know right now it's a, a crazy time amidst, like, COVID-19 black lives matter. Everything is going down as the summer starts to open. We're in the yellow phase. Um, yes. what is High doing currently since technically fitness centers aren't open yet?
1: So, um, again, our long relationship with community, um, to us, this isn't anything new, meaning the need for nourishment. Um, right now let's just need it even more. So, Through our connections with our local schools and through our soup kitchens, we have been able to, on a daily basis, provide about 75 meals a day at our studio. So, yes, our studio has been closed, but our doors have been open this whole time to helping others. Uh, We are, again, supplying about 75 meals a day to families. They come by the studio, no questions asked, um, and are able to pick up their meals, clothes, shoes, hygiene products, really anything that they need. Um, Again, I believe that AIM High has kind of been a bridge for many people right now. There are incredible works uh, that go on in our community, different food pantries and, um, resources for people. But again, a lot of people don't even know that they exist because they've never needed them, or maybe just aren't at a place there where they feel comfortable to go to get that help yet. So we've been able to supply or, or help in any way they need. And a great example is a mom just was able to get herself herself on her feet when this all happened and just got a place to stay and needed four mattresses. She had four little boys and we just put it out to the community. Hey, who can, who can help us out? Put it out there. Not only did we were able to get the mattresses, we delivered, we set up, people want to help. So it's just, um, something that's, always needed, like I said, nourishment and kindness. I was that child in in school where I utilized the free lunch and breakfast program. And again, it's so much more than food that's provided. Food is just one type of nourishment. But I know what that feels like. I know what that need is. And it provides hope and support and the ability to thrive when you know someone cares about you. So we, um, in our district, there are many, many families that utilize what's called the backpack program in our schools. And our first thought immediately, March 12th, we closed. By March 14th, our front porch of our studio was filled with, with meal donation bags and 90 days later, we're still doing it. We've delivered over 6,000 meals in the last 90 days. And um, it's really been amazing to be a part of. It's been, again, it's community knowing that this is just what they're supposed to do right now. And how can I help? Again, going back to you asking me what my most challenging part of, of, all of my day is it's keeping up with people who want to help. They want to help, so how can they help? And, um, in a time that's really dark for so many people, there's so much light, and uh, we talk a lot about that with the word namaste. The light in me honors and respects the light in you, and I know a lot of people say say it a little bit differently, but man, have we seen a lot of light during this really, really challenging time. So so that's what we're doing, um, which has been, like I said, beautiful. And we're going to continue to do it. Um, the donations have come in from, from teachers, from, from business owners, from community leaders to kids. Oh, the kids have been amazing. The kids um, make Did food drives, you know, in their neighborhoods? It gave them purpose, it gave them they wanted to help. We had a great uh group from Methacton called the Multicultural Club. As soon as again, as soon as this all started, they reached out, How can we help? and we came up with ideas. Uh, They came up with the ideas, and I was on board. Whatever you want to do to help others, we'll make it happen. So, um, we had. You know kids come in to the studio and, when, and of course social distancing but meaning coming in just to organize the, all the donations and they want to help they want to you know our kids obviously are our future and man um, I believe in them and I believe in their light and I believe that we really do have a good future so it's been really nice to see
0: oh my gosh thank you so much for all that you're doing that is so amazing <laughs> Yeah. It's amazing
1: to be a part of.
0: Um, what are some of the other community initiatives that you're involved with? Like what other um maybe I don't wanna say the word charities, but what other um places do you spend a lot of your time and resources on? Um
1: we love nonprofits. I i am-
0: a huge,
1: huge huge cheerleader for nonprofits. Um, one of our favorites is called Jake's Dragon Foundation. Again, um, it was it's a mom. her name's Sandy. She's an amazing woman who's been coming to aim high since we opened our doors. Unfortunately, she lost her fourteen year old son to cancer a few years ago. And as soon as that as soon as all of that happened the Aim High community was, what, what can we do to help, you know, and you know, when someone you love, someone you care about so much is going through such a hard time in their life, you don't always have the right words, you don't know what to do, but you have strengths, so we came up with an idea to do a push-up challenge, <laughs> we do it every September, it's a way, again, to use your strengths, we say, to lift up others, to lift to lift um, kids up who are and their families who are battling cancer, and we do a 30-day push-up challenge. It's amazing. It's we end up doing over a thousand push-ups in the month. But last year alone, we were able to raise over um, eighty-five hundred dollars for them. And then they go and do good with that money. You know, it's so it's so really neat to see. Um, one of our favorites. I hope our listeners we'll check out Jake Stragon Foundation and maybe join us this September. It is virtually (laughs) done and uh, it's a daily uh, motivational message on how you can help others. Uh, Win the Day Warriors is another uh, favorite nonprofit of ours that we work a lot with. Again, it was this amazing woman who's comes to aim high since we opened and unfortunately lost her husband to brain cancer. Um, Do you know the Taylor family? Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. She has has just been amazing and decided to continue her husband's random act of kindnesses. He was an amazing school teacher, a leader. He was my children's baseball coach. So Win the Day Warriors is um, just a great nonprofit. So we run a marathon um, every year and do it for when the day warriors and help raise funds for for when the day warriors and the people that we train for the marathon are people who want to help people come to aim high and then um, we get to do the training with them. Another great, there's so many, the <laughs> there there's so many great ones. The Variety Club, which is right here in Worcester, um, helps um, children up to the age of 21, I believe, um, kids with special needs and, uh, and autism. And is just a magical place in our community that so many people, I was surprised when I first started to get, get involved with it is that they didn't even know it exists that, and it was right down the street. So, um, getting involved with these nonprofits to me is a way to make, to show people and to bring awareness to all the other, just like you do with your podcast, all the other amazing things that, in our community are doing and a lot of times those those organizations come to life because of pain and it's shown that you know that pain can have purpose if you choose to do that and we need support and again going back to what we talked about earlier a lot of times you think you're alone And you're not, I always use the reference of, uh, you know, when we train for a marathon, we maybe train with three or four people and it's hard, it's hard work, it's time, it's commitment. There's days you don't want to do it. There's days you show up just because someone else is asking you to, there's, and then you remember why you're doing it. You remember why you're training for, to help someone, uh, organization be able to help other people. And then you show up to the race and there's thousands of people there. And you are like, I was never alone in this training. Even though I didn't see everybody, I was never alone. All these people here, too, decided to, to show up and decided to put the time and effort and work in. So, um, uh, um, back to the Variety Club where I'm on the committee for their Oktoberfest every year, which is a really great event of not just showcasing the magical work that they do there, but um, how people can get involved in your community. They always need volunteers. Um, and, and they're... Just a few. Chop Drop is another great organization. Um, They're local as well. They, every summer, these young ladies who spent uh, a lot of time in Chop for different reasons learned that the toys that are given to the kids during their hospital stays need to be new toys every time so if a child gets a toy in the hospital they get to keep it which is amazing but that needs to be replenished all the time and a child could be there you know for a really long duration so they go around and encourage people to donate uh new toys and they can drop it then they then take it to CHOP which is How amazing is that? These two young ladies and their amazing moms who support them. Last year, Aim High was able to fill up three truckloads for them of toys, which was incredible. And then we do a lot of, again, that's a lot going back to the fitness classes is a lot of what we do is we do a class and it's bring a new toy, you know, um, or, and, and the kids classes, you know, bring a new toy and let me tell you the story about where this toy is going to. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. They're just some of, again, um, Bringing Hope Home is another amazing organization that we work with all the time. Every Thanksgiving day, we offer, we call it our no frills, no feathers, no stuffing kind of 5K. We just show up at a local park, and everyone comes together um, on Thanksgiving Day, and we raise uh, funds for Bringing Hope Home. So many people um, that have come to AIM High um, have um, been blessed to have their services help them during cancer, their cancer battles. My husband um, himself is a cancer survivor. He's a breast cancer survivor, which uh, again, it was so beautiful to be able to have the AIM High community to engage, to educate them about male breast cancer, where a lot of people didn't even know that men. Press. So it's been a great opportunity to, again, highlight and get people to be aware of all the good that's going on. And when they have purpose, when they find something that they really connect with, they're going to volunteer. They're going to help. And that's why we offer so many different volunteer opportunities because someone really loves animals. We want to find you know a way for them to be able to help that community. Um, I had a friend who works with autistic children, has a child who's autistic and really wanted to get into running. So we teamed up with a great organization called Ainsley's Angels and where Mm -hmm. the, it's, have you ever done one of their races?
0: No, I see them all the time though. Oh,
1: Oh. (laughs) it's amazing. It's an opportunity to Push a child in a race, and for that child, if you've ever done a a race of any kind, one of the best parts about it, besides accomplishing something, is the people cheering you on, the cowbells going, the, the music, so a child who might not be able to do that gets an opportunity by just being, you know, being a part of that. So she was able to connect it with her. So that made her run. <laughs> and that made her fall in love with running. Well, maybe not love yet, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's purpose. It's having that purpose greater than yourself um, to get involved in something. So.
0: Yeah, I love that. I'm going to put a lot of those links in the show notes. So if any of those organizations spoke out to anybody or they want to get involved i'll definitely make sure they have that information that would be fantastic i love that thank you (laughs) um so here are some just questions about um fitness aim high do you have a specific type of client at aim high
1: um someone that again has purpose, you know, someone that wants to better themselves in some way. That's who, that's who wants to come to Aim High, you know, and again, someone who wants to understand that fitness is fun (laughs) and it's a part of your, it can be a part of your life, especially if it comes with purpose to do something greater than just yourself. So, I would say that's the typical um, amazing individuals that we get to be around.
0: Yeah. Do you have a favorite workout yourself? Um, uh,
1: My favorite workout is really anything that I get to do with other people. I am a group fitness workout person. I will do anything um, as long as there's other people with me. Um, I think we live in a world that is so caught up on thinking that being with people is a luxury, meaning we work all week and we, you know, oh my gosh, I finally get to go out with my, you know, my girlfriends on, it's been months since I've seen them. Um, to me, connection or being with other people is a necessity. <laughs> it is something that we all need. So um, I get to do that every day Um, but I really think that's important so favorite workout again for me is whatever I get to do with other people
0: that's awesome (laughs) Um, what suggestions do you have for beginners so someone who wants to get started in fitness again
1: I really believe um, to To define that word fitness for themselves first it looks different for everybody and that's okay and not to think about instant gratification um, and to have purpose to to do it for a reason other than just yourself and a lot of people think well this is my time this is for me this is why I do it and that's fantastic but you do that because you want to do something else really well. When I when I work out and I get up really early in the morning and I, it's my favorite time to work out, I then get to start my day with a with a different mindset. So it's more purpose. I get to be a better mom because I took care of myself. I get to be you know just a better community member or uh you know a better friend because I took care of myself. So looking at fitness, again, that it looks different for everybody, and to really find a purpose on why you should do it. You will do you will be more consistent. You will be you will enjoy it more and not you you will just, again, have an overall, I think, better experience with fitness if you're a beginner, Um, if you don't put so much pressure on yourself too, so.
0: Yeah. Um, Is there a workout we all should be doing? (laughs) Yes. (laughs)
1: Exercise exercise and compassion (laughs) Mm. is the workout, I would say. Uh. Um, And I mean that, again, going back to exercise and compassion – for ourselves and for others so do what do what feels good do what feels right do what makes you happy and what makes other people again um
0: have have
1: purpose have purpose
0: that was such an amazing answer thank <laughs> you <laughs> oh that was perfect <laughs> um so I ask Three wrap-up questions to every single person. Um, my first question is what are stretches that you're doing in your own life?
1: Stretching for me is, again, to better something, to, to elongate or, or to grow in a way that uh, makes me a better person. So I would say I'm always stretching or trying to better myself um in understanding and having empathy for others, listening and understanding why their, their mind or their feeling towards a certain situation is theirs and is valid to them. And, um, again, through community service, through working and being with people every day, all day, we all have so much that is the same. I and mean, starts with something as simple as our breath. Going back to the fitness aspect and especially yoga, when we breathe together, it really is a reminder that we all start from the same place. And wherever we are right now, to understand people, to listen to people, to get to know someone, our first initial reaction is always to judge someone and it's our normal, it's a reaction. And instead of that, maybe just spending some time with them and getting to know them. So I'm always stretching to be better at that.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. (laughs) Um, What is something you're enjoying doing in your life for you? Every day,
1: <laughs> I really do enjoy every day. There's so much good in every day. Um, I do I do love to run marathons as far as fitness goes. I love taking care of myself that way. Um, recently in the past uh, few years started to really get into triathlons. Um, so for me, these are all things that maybe at one time I was fearful of and being able to conquer my fears and know that it looks different for everybody and it could take a really long time to conquer a fear it could take one try it could take a thousand tries uh two summers ago it was the first triathlon i did in an open water swim and i was very fearful of it but (laughs) Um, I learned so much about myself doing it that I enjoyed just like those crunchy hills. I enjoyed the, the climb of working through the fear, um, and knew that it was okay for however long it was supposed to take me. So I really enjoy challenging myself through the, you know, the, uh, physical activity part of marathons and triathlons.
0: Um, it's a lot of fun for me. Yeah. Um, what is something you can't stop talking about food
1: <laughs> and my family food in my family so my husband is the most amazing cook so much so that um, it, I, I just I enjoy his his food sometimes more than even going out to a restaurant we just <sighs> enjoy eating together. Um, my kids, who are just, I can't stop talking about my kids. I'm such a proud mama. I was telling you, my son, AJ, who's in 11th grade, um, just won an amazing science award. My son, Matthew, um, is really just won an amazing reading award at school. My daughter, Julia, is such an amazing basketball player and guitar player. I just love watching them grow and becoming their own person. Um, and really, again, listening to them. They are all taller than me by now, but um, <laughs> watching them grow in that aspect too. Um, but just, I can't stop talking about my kids. I could talk about my kids all day. They're, they are the best part of my life, and and like I said, and my husband.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, and thank you so much for being part of this today. Thank you for... Having me, and again, I,
1: I so appreciate what you do. I really believe the stories that are are told through your podcast is a great way to inspire others to remind themselves that they too can do, they can do good, and it doesn't have to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, real fast, we talked about, you know, the strengths of other, and during this time, we had people who loved to sew and have made masks. For all our soup kitchens, which was amazing, like they use that strength that they didn't even know. Like, how can I use that for good? Here's a great opportunity. So, again, I just I really enjoy your podcast. I really enjoy hearing um, other people believing in their own strengths and then using them for good. So, thank you for all you do.
0: Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Amy as much as I did. And please check the show notes at the bottom if there's anything that you would like more information on. And don't hesitate to reach out. I know that that's one of the most important parts about this podcast is finding a connection somewhere in this wonderful planet. Uh, We're going to end today with a meditation. And this meditation I thought would be a really good one for this episode we're going to do what's called square breathing and square breathing is actually something that athletes navy seals police officers doctors all use um it helps heighten performance and concentration and this is actually a really good one to do i even want to say in the middle of the day um if you're feeling a little lethargic a little tired Um, because it kind of brings you back into the present. It's also a really good stress reliever, so it still follows a lot of those benefits of meditation too. So come to a comfortable seated position. This one is good to do seated if possible, so on a chair, couch, bed, cushion, floor, wherever your spot and just let the spine grow nice and tall here your hands can rest on your legs when you're ready gently lower the gaze or close your eyes and just start to bring awareness to your breath the gentle rise and fall of the belly in your mind, start to visualize a square. And imagine if you're drawing that square, that point of the first line. So we're going to take a breath along that first line. So breathe in. Two, three, four. Hold, draw that line down. Three, four. Breathe out, draw the line across. Two, three, four. Hold, and draw the line up. Two, three, four. Breathe in. Two, three, four. Hold two, three, four. Breathe out, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Inhale, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, Four, exhale two three four hold two three four breathe in and start to find your own breath your own counting here Are you noticing the belly rise each time you inhale Fall each time you exhale. Maybe notice how your control of the counting is calming you to, re- is helping you relax. It's calming. Allow yourself here to complete one more round. When you're finished, the exhale and the hold. Just pause and let your breath return to normal. So much for joining me on this episode of Buffer Stretch. I hope you have a great day.